Welcome to the Keisha Wright Show, a weekly faith-based podcast for sisters, where we talk about everything concerning women. You name it, we'll cover it. There's no issue or topic off limits to God. And on this podcast, we'll expand the conversations. I'm your host and humble servant, Keisha Wright, licensed mental health therapist in the state of Maryland and transformation coach. As a therapist, it is my responsibility to advise you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for services from your very own mental health professional. Hello, 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 beautiful people. How are you doing today? I hope that this particular episode finds you and your family well. This is Keisha, your humble servant. And as always, I want to start this episode by extending a heartfelt thank you and genuine appreciation for you tuning in and supporting my show. So tell me, how are you doing today? How are you really doing? There's some things that only you and God know. So check with yourself and check with God so that you can determine how you're really doing today and be honest. This was the topic of my very first episode. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that episode, I strongly encourage you to do so because that is the foundation of each and every subsequent episode. So if this is your first time, I always start with the check-in. So today I want you to think about how you're doing. And last week I had you consider your relationships with people. I I asked you to evaluate your relationships and determine if they're healthy or not. So this week, In that same vein, I want you to evaluate your relationship with God. How is your relationship with Christ Jesus? Have you been putting the proper time and attention into your relationship with him? Are you caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and you haven't been able to get your time in? Are you feeling good about your relationship with him right now? If not, Why? What happened? Whatever it was, has it caused you to fall away from Jesus? And if so, what are you doing about it? I want you to think about it. Think about your relationship with Jesus and evaluate how it is. And if you should determine that something is lacking, there is no judgment. Don't be hard on yourself. Just make the necessary adjustments. Okay, so let's keep moving. That's our check-in for the week. So about two weeks ago, I talked about busyness being a distraction. And last week, I talked about disappointment being a distraction. And I went into a rival fallacy, disappointment as children, disappointment in people, and how these things impact us and how they they could potentially become distractions that stop us from reaching our full potential. If you have not caught any of those episodes, 
I encourage you to do so just so that you can be up to date with where I'm going today. And so last week I mentioned that I would continue. It would be a part two to last week's um, recording. And this week I was going to deal with disappointment in God, us having disappointment in God. And so to start, I just want to give you a reminder of what disappointment means. According to Webster's Dictionary, disappointment is when someone or something fails to meet your expectations or when what we have hoped and prayed for does not happen. I added that one on the end because, you know, Webster doesn't really talk about prayer. And so have you ever been disappointed in God? I'm going to ask it again because it's an uncomfortable question. Have you ever been deeply, deeply disappointed in God? Some of us are disappointed in God because we cast our cares onto him like he told us to. And the thing that we feared and prayed about the most, it happens. We're raised singing songs like, Come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. And sometimes when we sing those songs, the words don't connect with our hearts because we have been disappointed and let down by God. And because we, you know, we go to church and we have our Christian friends. A lot of times we're not willing to say that. So we suffer in silence because we feel like we can't tell anyone that we feel like the Lord Jesus Christ himself has failed us. We don't feel comfortable with saying that, hey, I'm mad at God because he didn't come through when I needed him to. So as I thought about this topic and I said, Lord, because I, I had already heard him say to to talk about it, but he didn't give me all of the instructions. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? Because this is a hard topic. You know, I don't want people to leave um, listening to this episode, feeling like they can just be mad at God and leave it there. Nor do I do I want to skirt around it and make people feel like they can't be mad or feel the way that they feel. So Lord, help me to strike the balance in this particular episode so that your people come away with an understanding and with a desire to stay connected to you, even when they feel disappointed. And him being a faithful God, he told me exactly what to say. And so he took me to the book of Ruth. And we all know this story about Elimelech of Bethlehem, who took his wife, Naomi, and his two sons, Milan and Chilion, to, to Moab because there was a famine in Bethlehem. And I really want you to follow me. Please follow me because this is, this is some really good stuff. So Elimelech died. When they, when they, in, in Moab and, and he left Naomi alone with her two sons, you know, but Naomi, although she was sad, it, it was okay. 
because she had her two boys. So now her sons, who are grown men, they marry Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other named Ruth. And then guess what happens? Naomi's two sons die. So she had to move from Bethlehem, from everything that she knew with her husband, following her husband, being a good and dutiful wife. She moves with him to Moab. He dies in Moab. She recovers, I would assume. And then shortly after that, after her two sons marry women, Moabite women, her two sons die. So I would imagine that that Naomi was really, really upset. And so as you read in, in chapter one, you know, the story starts in chapter one in the first chapter of Ruth. Naomi feels like she's in a no-win situation. Her husbands and her sons died. She was left with two daughters-in-law and did not have a near kinsman to marry them and raise up the seed to her two sons. She had no one to redeem the mortgaged estate of the family. She felt that she was too old to even think about marrying again. And she was very realistic about if she did marry, she was too old to have children. And in addition to that, she could not expect her young daughters-in-law to stay unmarried. And she simply did not have the capacity to do for her daughters-in-law as she would. She felt like she was reduced to nothing and told her daughters-in-law that they should be better off going back home because the, the hand of the Lord was against her. And so Naomi was disappointed. She was hurt. She found herself in a strange land with two women, with no husband, no sons. She lost everything. She was disappointed in God. She was angry. She was bitter. And I'm not making this up. I'm going to show it to you in the word. She was bitter. Have you ever been so disappointed in God that you felt like the hand of the Lord God himself was against you? When we are under affliction, sometimes we feel like it's only us. And quite honestly, when we're in that place, we don't want to be bothered. I could imagine that that Naomi felt that way. She counted the cost of what she had lost and felt like she had nothing to offer her daughters-in-law. So she strongly encouraged them to leave. Have you ever felt so low and so let down by God that you, you're, you're left feeling like you have no more to offer? Like, God, you didn't do this for me and I'm done. I don't have anything else to offer. I'm over it. I'm upset. I'm bitter. I'm disappointed. Why have you allowed me to go through this? 
Can anybody relate to this? If not, it's okay. Cause I'm just talking to myself. I have been there where I have been so low that I was like, God, what are you doing and why? I was angry. I was bitter. I did not want to accept certain things as a part of my story. But God met me there. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about what to do when we are feeling at an all time low because we feel like the hand of God is against us. And so, as I mentioned, Naomi had these two daughters-in-law that were with her after her sons died and she instructed them to go back to their families. Orpah returned to her people who worshiped another God. So we know that it would be nearly impossible for her to have reverence for the God that Naomi taught her about the God of Israel while living amongst people that worshiped a false God. Orpah chose to forsake the communion of the saints and return to the people of Moab. This would likely break off her communion with God as she might embrace the idols of Moab. Do any of you see yourself in that place? where you have experienced some things in your life and you turned away from God or you put yourself in the least likely position like Orpah did. You put yourself in the least likely position to stay connected. Ruth, on the other hand, was resolute and she made a choice to stay with Naomi. And so this leads me into how do we move past disappointment in God? And like I said last week, I'm very careful not to say, how do we get over disappointment in God? Because that's a little bit insensitive. Sometimes it's hard to get over some things, but we certainly can get past them. Right. And so how do we move past our disappointment in God? Listen, my answer is not it's, it's not it's not scientific. It's not anything that's rocket science is not difficult. It's a very, very simple answer. How do we move past disappointment in God? We simply make the choice to stay with him. How do we move past our disappointment in God? We simply make the choice to stay with him. So just like Ruth made the choice to stay with Naomi, we have to make the choice to stay with God. I know that you guys didn't miss this in this story because I know most of you have probably heard this before. But I want to, to point out that Naomi wasn't the only one grieving. Ruth was grieving too. And I would suspect that Orpah was grieving. You know, the scripture says that they wept together. And so Ruth was, gr was grieving too. But with all of this going on, she decided not to break her relationship with Naomi. 
And what I want you to get is her deciding not to break her relationship with Naomi was her decision not to break her relationship with God, right? Because she knew, I think she knew somewhere in her heart that if she went back to Moab, if she broke her relationship with Naomi, that she was putting herself in a position where she might lose or break her relationship with God. So what she did was she chose to stay connected to God through staying connected with Naomi. So I'm talking about making a choice. We have to make the choice to stay with God no matter what. That's what Ruth did. She decided to stay even though she was broken and upset and grieving herself. Ruth chose to stay with God. And so I want, I'm going to read what she said to Naomi and you can find it in the, in the, in the first chapter of Ruth, when Naomi kept telling her, you know, you just need to go. She said, I think it starts at around, um, verse 14, somewhere in there. She says, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. This is what Ruth is saying to Naomi, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you for wherever you go, I will go. Ruth made a choice. And just in that first part, she said, I'm going to stay with you, Naomi. And wherever you go, even though I'm upset, even though I'm grieving the loss of my husband, even though I may be questioning God and what he's doing, I'm staying with you. Naomi. And in staying with you, I'm staying with God. So we have to make a choice to travel with God, to stay on the path with him, even though we are disappointed. Right. And then Ruth went on to say to Naomi, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. So what Ruth was saying is I'm dwelling with you. I am going to dwell with you. Wherever you lodge, I'm going to lodge. And that is the exact same thing that we have to do with God, even when we're disappointed with him, in him, I'm sorry. We have to make the decision to dwell with him. And then Ruth said to Naomi, your people shall be my people. Again, another choice. Ruth knew that if she went back to her people, the Moabite people, that she would lose her connection with Christ, with God. So she chose to stay with Naomi. She knew that Naomi's character was what exemplified the character of her people and that it was better for her to stay with Naomi because Naomi was connected to God. That was the better choice. And so when we are disappointed, We have to make staying with God the better choice. And I know that it's hard because the same God that we have to choose to stay to stay with is the same God that we feel disappointed in because we know that God can do whatever he wants to do. We know that he can stop whatever he wants to stop and he can allow whatever he wants to allow 
We know that God has all power. And some of us are like, God, why would you allow this to happen? Why would you allow me to lose not one, not two, but three of my children? Why would you allow me to use to lose my job? Why would you allow me to 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 um, get a divorce from my husband? Why would you allow this diagnosis of cancer? Why would you allow this church hurt? Why, why, why? And we're upset with God. But those are the times that it's most important to continue to choose him. So Ruth knew that it was best to stay with Naomi to the degree that she said, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And she goes on to say, and your God will be my God. So in saying that Naomi's God is going to be her God, she's renouncing the gods of Moab and she's committing to Naomi's God, the God of Israel, the living and true God. So when we are disappointed in God, we have to be careful about not getting caught up with other gods. You know, we have to be careful not to get caught up with other gods, whether it be relationships, whether it be drowning our sorrows in shopping, whatever another God may be to you. We have to be very careful when we are disappointed in God, not to find ourselves caught up with other gods. So Ruth said, your people shall be my people and your God, my God. And then she said, where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. So she knew just by virtue of the difference in their age that Naomi would die before her. And when Naomi died, Ruth would, you know, she could, she could go back to her people and not feel guilty. But she made a commitment to Naomi which again, I say is a commitment to God. She says, when you die, where, where you die, I will die. And there will I be married. So she says, I'm not going to turn my back on what you taught me, Naomi. I'm staying with God. I'm not going back to Moab and the gods of the Moabites. She says, I'm going to stay right here. She did not even want to go back to, to, to Moab in death. She says, where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. I, I'm not going to even allow them to take my bones back to Moab. And that's how a lot of us feel. We feel, we feel despondent and we feel upset because we feel like God let us down. We feel like we are but bones. And I'm telling you, don't allow your bones to be buried anywhere else. Stay with God. Stay with him. I know that it's difficult, sisters. I know that it is. But I am strongly urging you to stay with God. So we have to make a choice. That's number one. How do we move past disappointment in God? We make the choice to stay with him. And that does not mean that it's always going to be easy. It's not, 
you're going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have some ins and outs. You're going to have some good days and some bad days. You're going to have some days where you're loving God so much. And then you might get to that nighttime hour where you are feeling very upset and angry with him. He knows and he understands. So you don't, you don't, you don't have to pretend. You don't have to pretend like you're okay. You, you, you can talk to God about whatever is really going on with you. So the first thing you have to do is you have to make the choice to stay with him. Stay with him, sisters. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Stay with God. And if you have found that you have fallen off, if you have turned away, if you've fallen away from what you know to be true, run back. Go back to the Lord today. He's waiting. He's waiting. So make the choice to stay with him, no matter if you feel disappointed or angry with him. So, so the second thing that we have to do when we feel disappointed by God is we have to be honest with God and with ourselves about how we feel. There are far too many of us when someone says, how are you doing? We all say that we're blessed and highly favored. Blessed of the Lord. You know all that stuff that we say to get people off the trail so that people won't know. They won't have an inkling that like right now, I'm just not feeling God. I'm just not feeling him. So we come up with all of these these things, these quotes and things that that sound good so that others won't know just how upset and angry with God we really are. So you have to be honest with God and with yourself about how you feel. And I'm not just making it, making this up. It's in the word, right? Naomi was honest about how she felt. When she and Ruth went back to Bethlehem and the people greeted Naomi, they were excited to see her. You know what she said to them? She said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. M-A-R-A. M is in Mary, A-R-A. Mara means bitter. She said it to the people. She did not try to hide it. She did not try to sugarcoat it. She didn't try to do any of that. She simply said, I ain't feeling none of this. I mean, like, I appreciate y'all coming out and greeting me and Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. I appreciate your excitement, but don't even call me by my name because I'm upset and I'm bitter. And I feel like the hand of God is against me. He took my husband. He took my sons and left me with nothing. So no, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. And if you don't believe me that she really said this, please open your Bible to the book of Ruth and look down to verse 20. It says, but she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara. For the almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me and the almighty has afflicted me. 
Have you ever felt like you are being afflicted by God? I'm telling you that if you feel that way, it's okay, sister. Just choose to stay with him. Choose to stay with him. Don't leave him. I know you might be Mara right now. If you're Mara, it's okay. Just acknowledge it. Deal with it. And choose to stay with God. Naomi said, I went out full. Have you ever just, you know, things have been going well in your life and then all of a sudden, boom. It feels like somebody just came into your house and dropped a bomb in the middle of your house and everything is just exploded. She says, I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again. Empty. Some of us are feeling empty. And if this is you, I'm telling you, Mara, it's okay. Naomi talked to the people about how she felt. And I just would imagine that somebody began to pour into her. So I'm telling you, don't suffer in silence. Stop the pretense. You know, that, that's what Satan wants to do. If he can isolate us and get us trapped in our own heads, that is exactly what he will do. And before you know it, you find yourself in a place of despondency and your choices are a little bit off, off skew. You begin to choose other gods over the God that you know can get you through this. So if you are Mara, call it what it is, feeling a little bitter at God, tell him all about it. Talk to some people that, that will hold you accountable and that will hold your hand and help you get di through this difficult time. God is with you. He is with you. So it's okay if this is how you're feeling. But the thing is, you can't stay there. And the way that you begin to climb your way out of this, these, these feelings is by choosing to stay with him. You have to choose to stay with him and you have to be honest with God and with yourself about where you really are with whatever situation that you're going through where God has disappointed you. So that's number one. And number two, the third thing that you have to do in order to get past your disappointment with God, you have to stay connected to him. A lot of times when God disappoints us, we fall all the way off. We don't even realize that we have fallen off. We stop going to church. We stop picking up our Bibles. We stop praying. Listen, talk to him. It does not have to be a beautiful, grammatically correct prayer. Talk to him. Talk to the Lord about how you are feeling. Don't allow the wedge between you and God to grow. Because when that wedge, when it begin, when it begins to grow, that is where Satan tries to insert himself. Okay, so don't don't let the don't let the wedge between you and God get broad. Stay in tight, stay close, even though you're feeling like you just ain't feeling them right now. 
you keep talking to him enough, he'll begin to reveal some things to you. Allow him to comfort you. He's going to get you through this. He knows and understands that you are disappointed. Don't walk away from him. Don't stop talking to him. Stay connected. And not only should you talk to God, you need to talk to someone else who knows God. So a lot of times when we're going through stuff, we start talking to anybody, anybody that will listen. I did that. I had a situation in my life. If I had to go back and do it all over again, I would not have spoken to a lot of the people that I spoke to about it, but I was hurting. I was hurting and I just, I didn't have discipline enough to stop talking about it. And so I'm cautioning you. If you are feeling bitter or angry or disappointed in God, talk to the Lord about it and then talk to godly people about it. You want to talk to people that are going to continue to point you back to Jesus over and over and over again. If your girlfriend is pointing you to the club because you're deeply disappointed in God, uh, run. If she's pointing you to some alcohol or some other substance to help numb the pain, run. If you feel like you're just going to, I'm just going to throw all of my time and my energy into, into my work so that I don't have to feel it. I'm, I'm asking you not to do that. God is with you, sister. Even though it may feel like he's not, he's with you. So I'm giving you some things to do in order to move past your disappointment with God. Number one, we have to make a choice. Number two, we have to be honest with God and with ourselves. Number three, we have to stay connected to God. And just like I said last week, number four, we have to accept that God has allowed whatever it is to happen and that he will restore you just like he did Naomi. He's going to restore you. I know that you can't see it now, but he will restore you. He did it for Naomi and he would do it to you. In Ruth chapter four, in the last chapter, I can't, it's only four, it's four short um, chapters. I Listen, read it. I can't put all of this out in this particular episode, but in, ch- in chapter four, which is the last, the last chapter of, of the book of Ruth, beginning with verse 14, it says, then the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative and may his name be famous in Israel. And listen, listen to what, what, what is, what was said in verse 15. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you is better to you than seven sons has born him. Then Naomi took the child. So what happened was in short, um, Ruth remarried and she, she remarried, she remarried one of Naomi's kinsmen and she had a child and this child would carry on the name or carry on the lineage of, of Naomi's sons. 
And so this is what's, what's being talked about in these particular verses. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also, the neighbor women gave him a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi. Now, remember, this is the same Naomi who lost it all. This is Mara that we're talking about. She's no longer Mara now. She's Naomi. And I knew it took her going through some things to get back to Naomi, but she got back to it. And they call, listen, it says, there is a son born to Naomi and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse. Obed is the father of Jesse and Jesse is the father of David. Lord Jesus, I don't know if you caught that. I'm talking about King David. The man that is described as having a heart after Jesus Christ himself. King David was Naomi's grandson. And so listen, don't give up, ladies. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. No matter how bad it may seem and no matter how disappointed you may feel in God, choose to stay with him choose ye this day who you will serve stay with him he will restore you he will and so in closing I just want to say a prayer um I want to say a prayer about uh what I've just taught and um I want to strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you. Don't give up on God. Spend some time with him. Be still and know that I, I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I, I am, I am God. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. God, we're hurting. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will help us to be still, God. Help us to not run hither, thither. Help us to not find solace in other gods. But Lord, like Ruth did with Naomi, help us to make the choice to stay with you. Father, we are committed to you. We give our hearts our minds, our souls to you, for you to heal them, oh God. Father, I pray that you will raise my sisters up, even though, God, they're feeling disappointed in you right now. I pray, oh God, that you will keep them in your bosom, rock them in your arms, oh God, and remind them that you love them. Remind them, oh God, that you know everything about them, even down to the number of hairs that they have on their heads. Father, I thank you. 
I thank you that you are a restorer. And I thank you, oh God, that everything that we feel like the canker worm has stolen, you're going to restore to us. We thank you and we praise you for that in Jesus name. So, Father, we are just grateful. I'm just so grateful for for God and for for who he is in our lives. And, you know, I, I just want to encourage you to stay close to God. Stay in his face. Don't give up. Don't give up. So I really hope that you got something out of this, this particular episode. I hope that your hearts are comforted and I hope that you stay connected with Jesus. Even through this time of disappointment in him, stay connected to God. Choose him. Stay close to him. Cast all your cares upon him because he really does care for you. Again, I thank you for tuning in and I look forward to sharing with you next week.